This is the Ring of Honor, aka Shane T, boy, the baddest champion you ever seen, boy. This is Mister Anderson. This is good old JR Jim Rock, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Starts now. Ooh, what up, though, everybody? It's a Tuesday. That's right. It's knockouts and three counts. We appreciate you guys coming through. And as it says in the title and Corey's horrible boxing skills, uh, we have we have Justin James gonna be joining us real soon. He's busy getting tested for the motherfucking Rona. To make sure that he can go to war this Saturday at UFC Vegas 30 against Charles Rosa. So we've got plenty to talk about with the guitar hero, Justin Janes. Uh, I still don't know that he likes that nickname, but I think because Bruce Buffer said it, it's probably going to stick. Uh, we also got to talk about, we've also got fellow past guests of the show fighting tonight in Vince Murdoch on The Ultimate Fighter tonight. I will be watching that as soon as we get off the air here. and. Then you got on Friday, we've got the homie, Miles the Fury, Jury versus Sydney Outlaw on Friday. And I just got a text from our guest. It's not going to be too much longer of an ado. We are ready to go. And without any further ado, here he comes. What's going on, Here boys? he comes. What's going yes, on? Sir. What's going on, brother man? Yes, sir. Yeah, just getting to the hotel right now. I do my COVID bullshit, man. It's always out. <laughs> I was supposed to do this shit like last week, but you know how it is. What's going on, how, boys? How, how many uh, blood? Ah, how many brain cells did they get out with that Q-tip? Man, hey, she wasn't bad actually. She didn't go too deep. You know, I I, I managed. You know, we got through it. I think uh, we come back negative, and I'm ready to fight this week. Let's go. I like it. Well. We started there. Go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you on social media. I'm sure most people that are going to watch this may already know that. But if you don't know that, let everybody know what it is you've got going on this weekend and where they can find you. Yeah, this week, man, uh, Justin James versus Charles Rosa Saturday. It's going to be an early fight. I believe it's going to air. Uh, I think the show starts at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, as of right now, I'm the second or the third fight on the card, which is like really early. I don't really care for that. Uh, if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, it's J-A-Y-0-9-M-I. Twitter's Justin Janes MMA, and Facebook's just Justin Janes, man. So, yeah, this weekend, uh, Justin Janes versus Charles Rosa, featherweight bout. Uh, looking for fireworks, as always, guys. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much how you roll at this point, dude. I mean, even though you got the wrestling background, I mean, you always seem to find yourself uh, in a firefight. And that brings to a great point uh, as we head into this fight. I mean... Obviously, it's been a rough time out your last couple fights. Tell me where your head's at going into this fight with Charles Rosa, man, because I feel like it's a perfect fight for you to get yourself back uh, back on the winning side of things. And tell me, uh, you know, are you going into this with any little bit of a different mindset? Are we going to see more of the old school Justin James with the wrestling game and stuff? No, you're going to see the same guy, just that's in better shape and, you know, uh, just sharpened all my tools, man. You know, you have to understand, and I want people to understand that I'm fighting the best fighters in the world. You know, Gabriel Benitez has been in the UFC since, you know, freaking for 10 years. Charles Rose has been in the UFC for 10 years. Uh, uh, Gavin Tucker just fought Danny Ige, who's in the top 10 in the UFC. Facts. 
you know, another 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 world beater. Devontae Smith, I think, is like four and one in the UFC. Like I, I'm t- I'm fighting the best fighters in the world on short notice, and you know, I give it what I got at the time. But obviously, with against Devontae Smith having a ten inch reach advantage, you know, if I was to fight him again, my game plan would be to wrestle. But when you're coming in on three day notice, out of shape, how can you implement a wrestling game plan against such a such a such a great athlete? So. You know, uh, we rolled the dice, came up short a couple times, but this time I'm in shape. I'm ready to go. I've been training my ass off. I uh, got Jake Shields, uh, part of my coaching staff, about three months ago. And, uh, you know, I think that's going to, you know, I've been grappling with Jake Shields. To me, he's one of the best MMA grapplers in the history of the sport. Uh, definitely an OG. Agreed. And so underrated. So underrated. Uh, you know, and I've been working with him, grappling with him two, three times a week. You know, anything that, uh, you know, Charles Rose throws at me, I've already seen. And, uh, you know, my, 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 my career is on the line. You know, this isn't just a fight. I understand that my back's against the wall. I now understand that I need to win. I, but here's the thing. He needs to win, too. I firmly believe whoever loses this fight loses their job. I was going to ask that. That See, you make my job so easy. See, I like these kind of things. But, uh, you know, that was uh, one thing I was going to bring up. I mean, it's not like Rosa is coming in in here looking like a world beater, you know, I mean, he's coming off a loss as well. And I think, you know, this is something we talk about a lot when it comes to the pro wrestling side of uh, things, you know, I, I love fights like this because you know that both of you guys are coming in there ready to go, ready to bang, knowing that you can't go in there and have a lackluster performance. And those usually tend to be the fights where you see guys really put it out there, you know, put it out on the line. And really a lot of times, are either going to give you their best performance or they're not. And, you know, I feel like for you, I feel like this has kind of set you up into a place where now with your back against the wall, you don't really have much other choice but to come out and swing for the fences, which I think for a guy like you is going to be uh, the perfect platform for you to go back out and get this W. Yeah, I, I agree with you under, uh, you know, 100%. Here's the thing with pre- with pressure situations like this and, my dad always told me when I was young, going through the wrestling scene, is you know pressure creates diamonds and pressure creates rubble. And you know the the, the amount of pressure that Charles is under, the amount of pressure that I'm under, isn't gonna it doesn't even show you the amount of pressure I'm about to put on him. And I, I really think that you know I will prevail. I think that I'll rise to the occasion, and I think I'll break Charles Rosa going into the second, maybe the third round. I mean, I like honest- it. Beyond just the uh, things that have already kind of been mentioned in that point, you talk about how Charles Rosa has had a good tenure in the UFC at this point. What's your thoughts on him as just an opponent in and out, inside the cage and outside the cage? Because he's absolutely I, a game game fighter from every fight I can remember seeing him in. So. Dude, Charles Charles Rosa is, is a vet of the sport. He's been in the UFC for almost ten years. I mean, we got the thing you have to respect that I respect most about Charles Rosa is this motherfucker finds ways to win. You know what? I've seen him get his ass whipped in the first round, get his ass whipped in the second round, and he's still fighting. He's still trying to find that submission. And then he does a lot of times. I just One time he gets dropped, he's getting ground and pounded out. Next thing I know, the guy's tapping out to an armbar. This is not a guy that I can take lightly. There's a reason he's been in the UFC for 10 years. There's a reason this is his 10th fight in the UFC, or it's 10th or his 11th fight in the UFC. I think it's his 11th. Like, the UFC likes him. He's a great guy. He's great outside of the cage from everything I hear. I hear, I hear he's fantastic. But, again, this isn't this isn't a uh, uh, popularity contest. Popularity contest. Yeah, he could be the best guy. He could donate to all the charities. This is a fist fight. And, uh, you know what, I don't care if he was the president. I don't care if he's the pope. 
uh, my job's on the line, man. And you know what? I don't care who they put in front of me. They put a family member in front of me. I'm trying to take their head off. It's my job. I've worked way too hard for way too long. Had my MMA debut in 2007. All for this moment. All to be in the UFC. For, for, for Charles Rose, I don't care how good of a guy he is. I'm going to punch him as hard as I can in the face and hopefully knock him unconscious. Hey, man, I'm with you, dude. And like I said, I mean, this is why, like, fights like these, what a week for us here at Knockouts and Three Counts. Because if you follow us on social media, which, hey, if you don't, they're right there in the bottom right corner. Hit that motherfucking subscribe button. But I digress. Uh, anyways, it's a big week for us here because as soon as I get off here with you, Another fellow Michigan guy in Vince Murdoch is about to do his thing on the Ultimate Fighter tonight. Then you've got, yep, Vince fights tonight. Then you got Miles is fighting Friday for Bellator against Sydney Outlaw. And then you're going to cap it off on Saturday and knock Charles Rosa out, hopefully. I mean, hey, we ain't got no spoke with Charles Rosa. But, hey, like I said, we might be a little bit biased on this one. So it's a big weekend for Michigan MMA. Um since we brought it up and we were talking about Vince Murdoch, I mean, what are your thoughts on uh, getting to see him finally get his way back into the UFC here after his battle with Mamoya, I think it's called? And so now he's getting ready to step in here on the Ultimate Fighter. I mean, it's cool to finally see some Michigan guys, even though you're out there in Vegas now, finally, like, making some headway. Dudes that have been around for, I mean, shit. I remember the first time training with you, I think I was 15 or 16 years old. Yeah, you were still Mash. rocking the singlet around the room and shit. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Over at Mash Gym. And that's, yeah, it brings us back. That's where we used to train with Miles, man. Miles Jury over at Mash Gym, Todd Ali, James Lee, so on and so forth. Uh, you know, Vince uh, Vince Murdoch has been around the game for a long time. Vince, is, Vince cornered me in my very last amateur fight in, like, I don't know, 2012 or something. You know, we're talking about a really tough guy. I don't know if you knew this, but Vince and I were part of a TV show on MTV called uh, – Super I did. Fun. We interviewed him about it. Talk about yeah. that, please. I'd love to hear your yeah. thoughts on this because he was very outspoken about the TV show in India. Well, here's the thing. You know, it's a personality clash. For me, they were very unorganized. They're always very late, but I'm super chill. So I was like, all right, you're late. No big deal. Vince is, you know what? I'm not, this is not a shot at you, Vince, or a shot, but he's like super high maintenance, like a girl. And he, he did not like it. He didn't like being there. He didn't like, you know, interacting with, with, with a lot of the people. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he said different. Maybe he feels different. But at least the, the guy, the, the, the side that I saw, you know, he was always very frustrated. He had some really terrible calls by the referee in some of his fights. Uh, you know, he, 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 at one point, I remember he, he got kicked in the balls. And uh, the referee said that it was a body shot. Vince jumped out of the cage and ran to the dressing room as the referees trying to bring the fight back together. But once you <laughs> the fight's over, so it was a crazy time, man. We were we were going out eating Chinese Indian food every night. Uh, me, Vince, and Fila the Shark over a teammate of Vince's became a really good friend of mine. To me, it was a great experience. I don't think they had as great an experience as I had because I just enjoyed the culture. I enjoyed something different. I enjoyed even the yeah. change of you know, but uh, I, as far as I'm concerned, Vince didn't enjoy that. And maybe he says otherwise, but again, as far as I'm concerned, he didn't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of that show again? Super Fight League on MTV. Super how, Fight League. How long okay. were you over there for? Ooh, two months. Oh, wow. So it wasn't, yep. it wasn't necessarily That's a short stay. Weeks, two months. Here's the a- Here's the question, though. Did you have any issues with uh, getting back over there? Because when we talked to Vince, it sounded like like once uh, once he was off the show, it was almost kind of like you were kind of 
you were kind of stuck there almost. Yeah. See, here's the thing, you know, with, with what Vince is referring to is they, they, they dicked us around on our, on our plane tickets back. Uh, we never knew when we were coming back. Uh, but that's like one of the things that obviously I'm not going to get stuck in India. You know what I mean? Like worst case scenario is they go, they go fuck yourself. And I have a family member fly me back, you know, but I remember Vince being really stressed out about that. And our, and our contact, her name was Saba. And I remember Vince making a, making a video of him, like kicking and kicking the bed and like throwing a tamper, like, send me home, Saba, send me home. It was very, it was, it was, it was, it was a joke. He was making a joke. But, uh, yeah, they, they were very late and very uh, – they weren't really on top of it with plane tickets. I, again, I always knew I was coming back, so I didn't really stress over it. Uh, but I've really, uh, been stressing over it a lot. Go ahead, Corey. I, I know you had another question. When I, I was just going to say, I could imagine it being a giant culture shock, especially a two-month time period like that. If you're talking like a month or a three-week time period or something, a short turnaround like that, but two months, man – and if you're already not necessarily comfortable with the culture to begin with, and then you go all the way over there, I could imagine that being a gigantic culture shock. So I can't necessarily blame them, you know, especially when they are dicking you around about getting home and that's, you're already months into this thing. I, yeah. I can't necessarily blame them. It's again, it just comes back to personality. I, I'm, I'm super chill, low key. You know, I had my hotel room. I had my video games. I was chill. I could have stayed there for four months. Um, you know, I, we, we had a nice spot. Uh, but again, I, I don't stress over things like that. Like, cause I know in the end it's all going to work out, but again, yeah, Vin, Vince was super stressed about it. Well, what was training like over there? Uh, there was is it just, was it just you guys together or did you guys get, yeah, there, there was home? no, like we'd schedule training at 6 PM at this gym and then a car would come pick us up. They were scheduled to train at six. They'd come pick us up at four, but they'd always be at least 45 minutes to an hour late. So then we get in our car. And the traffic was so bad in Mumbai that it take us over an hour to get to the gym. We get to the gym, we warm up, maybe roll around, maybe do five rounds, and then an hour and a half drive back to the hotel. Uh, we skipped more training than we than we, we we didn't train more than we did train, uh, just because it was such a headache trying to arrange rides and shit to the gym. And and also being American is uh, they're, they're always you're, everyone's always bartering. Uh, you're out, you're they're always trying to get one over on you. And, uh, you know, it's it, it, like money wise, and you know, you get approached by a lot of locals cause they know you're American and they're like, Oh, I'm poor, buy me food. And then you feel bad at first. And, but I guess it's a scam. So like, I, uh, Oh, uh, phone call come in. Let me ignore it right quick. All right. There you go. I heard you for a second. All right. Let me, there you go. So anyways, you're uh, good. yeah, like it, in there like there's a lot of scams like this woman with her baby oh please feed buy buy us a bag of rice buy us a bag of rice and i was like oh shit okay so she wants me to buy this 25 pound bag of rice like, <laughs> how about here's a pound bag of rice she's like no no get the big one get the big one i was like oh. <laughs> well it turns out that I found out later that what what the store owners and these beggars do is i'll buy the 25 pound bag of rice and they'll sell it to the store owner for cheaper yeah she'll bring it back to the store <laughs> they'll give her the difference that's how they make money so like, the first couple of days were pretty intense getting that getting through those kind of people but after a while you become cold to it i'd have little kids please feed me I'm like get away from me get away from me because i know what they're doing the parents will send them to you to 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 try to make you feel bad but at the end of the day i mean it is what it is yeah it, that's well kind of the end. Oh, go ahead Kyle. Go, go ahead finish your thought <laughs> 
I was just going to say that's kind of the unfortunate nature of living in a big city in general, whether that be overseas or not. I mean, you, you get a lot of people that try to manipulate the system. I see it all the time. I'm probably spend, you know, at least four days out of the week within city limits of Detroit. And it's a pretty regular occurrence, you know, it's, Oh yeah. It, whether over here or over there, I've, I've had my fair bit of travel and it, it just, it's a big city thing. Absolutely. It's just a common thing. Well, like I said, I brought that up because I figured that would be a fun story being that you guys were both on uh, the crazy ride called MTV Super Fight. But like I said, Vince Murdoch goes to war tonight for the Ultimate Fighter. As Justin and I have laid out, I'm uh, I'm hoping we see good things from Vince because everybody here in Michigan, you know, has been watching uh, both of you guys for quite a long while. All right. We've talked a little bit about the Ultimate Fighter. We talked a little bit about your fight, but... That's a, that's another question I had for you going into this fight. You say that, you know, it's going to be the same old guy stepping in there, ready to go, ready to bang. Um, did, you know, taking those fights so quick and being on such short notice, did that do anything to you uh, really mentally-wise versus having, like, you know, an 8- or 12-week, uh, you know, training camp? Did taking those short-notice fights, you know, do a lot as far as to not only kind of throw you out of your game, but having to take those losses on those short notice fights, did that do anything to mess with you psychologically? You know, there's pros and cons to both. Uh, let's talk about the cons. Uh, the cons, obviously losing, uh, you know, being an athlete, being a competitor, I'm not used to losing. Look at my record. It was pretty unblemished, uh, you know, throughout the years for the last 10 years uh, up until this little skit I had. So that has been tough, uh, you know, uh, and, and I don't want to sound cocky or arrogant, but I'm not used to losing. You know what I mean? And, and it's not, and, and I, and that, yeah, there's, there's been times, you know, during camp or, you know, in between these fights, it's like, fuck man, maybe I don't have it anymore. Maybe, maybe I lost my edge. Maybe I lost my fire, but at the end of the day, it, 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 I still have my fire. I still have my edge. And I just, you know, a sports psych for a long time for several weeks, you know, to try to get over this hump because again, uh, you know, I always said that I'd sell my soul to the devil to have a knockout as my debut and sure as shit, I got <laughs> You know, I've fallen since. But again, look at the circumstances. Again, fighting the best fighters in the world. Now, let's look at the pros of that. I know the apex in and out. I know exactly how this week is going to go. I know exactly how my workout's going to go. There's nothing I'm wondering. I know exactly how everything's going to go. Charles, I don't I don't know if he's fought in the apex yet. It's a little bit different. You know, like, I just got to my hotel room. I, I can't leave my hotel for, for the next five days. You know, and a lot of people are like, fuck, man, I want to go on the sea. I want to go do this. I want to go do that. I want to see my friend my you know you don't this is it so i think the pros are that you know i know what to expect for this week i know what to expect at the venue i know how this is going to go and you know i got the experience fighting at apex so there's a little pro and con but uh yeah I, i'm take I, i'm in better shape mentally i'm in better shape physically than i ever have been and i can't wait to knock charles out i mean i like it Let's take it a little bit off of uh, fight day for a little bit. So as we talked about, you know, there's a lot that goes into fight preparation. And luckily for you, having fought at the Apex, clearly you kind of have a little bit of a rundown uh, as to how things are going to go. But sure. let's talk about some of the stuff that you're listening to into these fights. We all know you like to come out uh, to for my people back home from Florida Georgia line. But I saw something on Instagram the other day. Are you a Steel Panther fan? And tell me about that cameo you got the other day congratulating you getting ready uh, for the UFC fight, man. That was pretty funny. I saw that on Instagram. I'm like, what the fuck? 
Yeah. Dude. <laughs> so Steel Panther is my favorite band. I, I do like, I, I do. I like all kinds of music. I like rap. I like rock. I like country. I like everything, everything. I can, I can find good taste in, in all kinds of music. Well, when I came out to Vegas for the first time in 2009 with Darren Crookshank, uh, or it was either 2008 or 2009, he's like, Hey, we got to go check out this band. I heard it's just a great show. And they wear like eighties get up and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh, that sounds fucking dumb. Uh, <laughs> So I was like, oh, that sounds dumb. I don't really want to go do it. Well, something happened to where I ended up going and Darren didn't go. And I didn't realize that it was a comedy show as well. And I'm like, holy shit. And it's free. In 2008, 2009, their show was free. It was at uh, the Orbit Room at the, at Green Valley Ranch. So it's a weekly thing. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm addicted. So every week, I was only there two weeks the first time. I went both times. And then the following summer, they still were playing in Orbit Room. So I would go every single weekend. And it was like what I did on Saturday night. So I probably went, you know, five or five, probably probably three to six times the next summer and in, in, in during the summer. And then they came to Michigan. I went and saw them in Michigan. Uh, you know, uh, it's, 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 it's been a running thing, you know. So every time they're in Vegas, I go see them. Well, a good friend of mine, Don B, uh, does security guard, is the security guard for big time rock, rock shows. And he knows Michael Starr. So Don's like, oh, I, I get you the VIP and you can meet him and this and that. So the last couple shows that I've been to, I was fortunate. It was at a Hot Blues uh, at Mandalay. I've been, gotten to go into the back and hang out with them afterwards. So I'm not saying me and Michael or me and, uh, you know, we're not like buddy, buddy, we'll hang out on the weekends. But I've hung out with these guys. You're cool. Yeah, 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 exactly. We're, we're cool. And there's actually a really, really awesome, really iconic picture I have on my Facebook that after one of my fights in Vegas, um, I fought at the Rio. It was during the World Series of Poker. Uh, Darren's sister was with me at the time. Her name's Kimmy. And uh, Michael saw me in the in – the, in the, or no, no. Kimmy, Darren's sister, is a very pretty girl. He calls her up on stage, and she's dancing and stuff. And he's like – he's doing the show with her. And he's like, oh, who are you here with? And she points at me. He's like, oh, I'll get your ass up here. And I, I had a big swollen black eye, almost like when I fought Smith. <laughs> he's like, oh, what happened to your eye? And – you know, I just fought. And he's like, "Oh, cool!" And I remember it really well because it's and I got pictures of it. I don't have video, but Michael Starr says to Kimmy, Darren's sister, and this is this is very vulgar, so viewer discretion. But he's like, "Who in here wants to see this girl get down on her knees and suck his dick?" And the whole <laughs> the whole crowd goes crazy. And I was like, and I and we're laughing. Kimmy didn't laugh though; she didn't think it was very funny. She walks over to Michael Starr. And she uppercuts him right in the balls. That's awesome. Not, <laughs> not only did she uppercut him in the balls because she later denies doing this. Like a couple, three or four years after that, this is like uh, 2010 or 2011. She, later, she's like, oh, that never happened. Go on my Facebook, go to the album called Rematch with Vegas, and you'll see Kimmy Eisen with an uppercut with her fist right on Michael Starr's balls. And uh, the last time I saw, the last time I saw Michael Starr, um, I showed him that picture. He's like, "Oh my god, I remember that night." This is we're talking ten years ago. He's well, like, fuck, getting punched in the balls might on stage might be something you might remember. <laughs> oh, he remembered it, and he was like, "Oh my god, that's so cool!" And thanks for following me, and so on and so forth. So yeah, with the cameo when uh, when that video got sent to me, uh, I, I was pretty pumped about. it. I was pretty excited about it, and uh, you know, I know uh, a good another good friend of mine, Chris Kale. Uh, uh, he, he plays for uh, a five finger, five death, finger punch. death punch. Yeah, very close friend of mine. He saw the cameo. He reached, he texted me and 
He's like, dude, we got to go to the show July 3rd. And of course, I'll be in Michigan with fans in July, in July but next time. You better I'm- come see us this time, dickhead. <laughs> you got to come to me. You got to come to hey, me. Hey, I told you I was down to come out last time. Hey, I'm coming your way in August, all right? If we don't link up when I come to Vegas. I'm dead to you. We're gonna have to, we gonna have some issues. And you just say you're dead to me. We don't we don't be link up. I dead. know what the hell, man. I've been showing love before you ever got in the UFC, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but no, dude. I mean that brings up a perfect point. So I don't know if you know this, but it's another person you'll know. And for any of you guys that haven't hit that subscribe button yet, you can hit that big red button and you'll be able to go see it for yourself. But Angelo, another guy who we know from here in Michigan, you know, is another past guest of the show. At hey, one pop, point, pop, 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 something. yep, Popovsky, yep. How did I remember that? I don't even remember. I don't even know how I remember. Because he's got like this big long ass Nick, long ass last name, man. And it like if you didn't know any better, it wouldn't fit with him. But the reason I bring that up is because at one point had this whole thing set up it was supposed to be me, Angelo, and Zoltan from Five Finger Death Punch was supposed to be coming on here. To do, we were gonna do a whole thing because Zoltan's a big jujitsu guy too. So I was like, man, that would be perfect to get them all to come talk jujitsu and stuff. So first of all, I can't tell you that I'm not a little jealous with the whole Chris Kale thing because I've seen Five Finger Death Punch. Shit. Matter of fact, here's a story for you, and you can tell him this the next time you see him. So the last time I saw Five Finger Death Punch. Uh, Corey, you'll know this too. So the last time I went to go see five finger death punch, I was still working, uh, midnight at the time. So this is before my dad passed. We went to go to go see, uh, the show at, uh, DTE. It was for riff fest and we were driving and my dad totaled his truck on the way to the five finger. (laughs) Swear to God, dude, we were driving down 94 and I'm like, dad, are you sure you don't need me to drive? No, I'm good. (laughs) No, I'm good. And I'm like, dude, stop, dude, stop. Wham rolls right into the back of this Hummer. And luckily we were all good. It wasn't, we didn't hit hard enough to really do any damage, but I'm like, fuck that. I paid for these tickets. I'm going to the show. So I got there right as five fingers started playing, dude. It was a, it was a whole, it was a whole thing. And then they got fined like 10 grand because they played an extra song after DTE shut down. So yeah, dude, it was good times. So. Maybe one of these days I'll have to have you get me in touch with Chris. We'll have to talk some MMA or jujitsu or something with him or something, man. But I just figured that'd be a funny story. So oh, Chris is he? Uh, he was taking my cardio kickboxing class, and uh, I tell you what, this guy—he's super tough. He's not a guy that you want to walk across in a bar, and not even just because of his size, but he can kickbox like a motherfucker. That guy can kick like a fucking animal, dude. I'm—he's—he's—he is an awesome uh artist for kickboxing and that's how him and i got introduced because he was taking my kickboxing class uh like five years ago and uh you know we've just kind of developed a relationship since and you know and and i like heavy metal music so like when i'm when i'm doing a class i'll have i'll put heavy metal music on and i know he appreciates it so yeah chris is chris is an upstanding guy man i I can't say enough enough good things about him so do you got a favorite Five Finger Death Punch song? And how many times have you seen them in concert at this point? I've never seen them in concert. Something what the fuck? Like, you know what I really liked? Um, I really liked they, uh, they did a remake of uh, uh, Bad Company. Yep. And I knew I that was where you were going. I love that song. And actually, with the other cool thing about being as close as I am to Chris, and I don't mean we're, we're not like best friends. Like we don't hang out every weekend. 
But we again, talk- you're homies, dude. It ain't like your boys, but we, we, we talk every week, you know, and stuff. And the, the, this, he really appreciates my appreciation for heavy metal. So Chris and five finger death punch they're they've been coming out with an album over the last year to two yep. years. Chris always sends me the songs before they come out Ooh. or maybe I'm not. so he jealous, dude. That's, that's like cool. the course of the song. And then it'll be like the instrumentals in between where they'll be singing, but then he'll send me just as, so, you know, it's been really cool and, and really surreal to, to be a part of how a song is made because I would never fucking know how a song is made. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I have no, I, I mean, I, I, if you told me, Justin, how do people write songs? I don't fucking know. I figured it'd be like a, like a, like a fucking poetry or something, but no, it's, it's really cool. They put together, then they put together the beat and I'm not saying, I, I mean, I got to be, I got to hear part of it, uh, of the song being developed and the song being made. And that was a really, really cool, surreal experience as well. And the song, the songs are fire. He sent me two of his own that he has, they haven't put on album yet and they are fire dude i can't wait for them to come out and, I mean, and the i'm thing so jealous it, right now <laughs> the thing about it is that i appreciate even more is you know I, i'm not going to go into chris's personal life by any means but the songs some of the songs that he's coming out with are about personal battles that that he's had that he's had to deal with over the last couple of, you know years and again it's not my position to go into what they are not whatnot but Again, it's it's like personal battles that he's trying to beat. And it's fucking really cool, man. He's such a stand-up guy, and he's he's just he's just an overall great person and a great artist. It's crazy to have the ability to step, I guess, behind the light or behind the curtain. And it's not like it's just. I mean, obviously, you were saying you're not necessarily the best friends with the guy, but you're you're good friends with him. But you're not talking like your buddy's band that you know has gotten played on a local radio station. You're talking one of the top rock touring acts in the country right now and you're able to period in the world that's what i'm saying and you're able to get a glimpse behind their up and coming album that you like you had said a lot of their fans have been waiting years for at this point and and just getting a glimpse behind the scene it's that's that's a cool that's a cool gig oh yeah dude it's 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 what the hell Oh, it's, I was like, what the hell is that on my camera? Sorry, I just got to my hotel, guys. So I was about to say, he's cranking up the game. So my question is, where's my invite when this shit's over with? To Vegas? No, I was talking about the game, bro. I see the Xbox in the background. I mean, do I got to bring up what happened the last time we got in one of these tournaments, bro? Dude, I think you won it, didn't you? I would have won. We lost in the final, but I, t- but I took your ass out. Here's the guy. He would I lost he I lost in then, but I'm the one that took your ass out, so it's okay. Yeah. Was you or your teammate that just had like a killer game? Like you guys were down by like five kills or something and you were Oh yeah, Jesse it was Jesse. Jesse went off and then I killed you. And I I, I you game died game and then I got the final two. <laughs> I was gonna say, and you guys won the game too. Yeah, dude, so here's the best part. And Roman, if you're watching this, I appreciate you for throwing us. Uh, your boy, Irish Robert McGee. Check that shit out in our YouTube videos and all that good stuff. But uh, Roman, you know, we got a little bit of history with him, too, because I got Roman his, his first W while he was sitting there dead. Oh, yeah, because who's the opposing? They died. They died, and we played through the rest of the game and clutched that bitch. Yep. And then... They came back and he was like, but wait a minute, but wait a minute. Like we had more damage or whoever his teammate was like, wait a minute, we had more damage. I'm like, but you were dead. Yeah. If we wouldn't have won. 
<laughs> it was over with. Yeah. I was like, hell no. Uh, and Roman was like, fuck it. I'm just glad I got a win. I don't care if I was dead or not. <laughs> Dude, that, that was so much fun. I, I really want to do that again. The only problem is there's the, the experience level and the skill level is so vast. Yeah. How, do, how do you do it? Dude, it doesn't. Who cares, you man? Get, you enter at your own risk. You get know, people but, like, like his partner, Jesse, that you were talking about. Dude's a gamer, dude. Exactly. Like, like I, have, I, I have another friend. He's, he's, he's average, or his fucking KD's 3.3. It's like, how do you, how, 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 I couldn't compete with that. I mean, I don't know if you could, but I mean, I'm 1.01, I'm 1.02. I can't compete with the guys that's 3 KD. I don't know if you ever got on the Fortnite train. I personally wasn't one of the ones. I was on the other side of the fence. I was playing PUBG the whole time. Yeah, I was but, a pub, uh, I was PUBG. I, I, yeah. I, I played a little bit of Fortnite, but I hated the building and shit, so I was I was PUBG yeah. big time. Well, he he was in that game smacking kids. I think his top game was like a 23 kill or something. God damn. Like, it, it was yeah. something insane. It was like like you only hear streamers putting up those kind of numbers and shit. Sure. Like he was just putting up 20s casually. It's like. So yeah, Crazy. like you said, the skill gap is so huge in, in gaming, man. It's like, it, it really is. It's just a huge I, I just want players. everybody to have a chance to win. And what I thought about doing is taking like eight guys and seeding them. Like, all right, the best player with the best KD has to go with the worst and, and vice versa and trying to thin it out. But with that being said, I mean, even me at a 1.0 KD, I, I, it's, it's, I can still get eight, nine, 10 kills in a game. If, you know, yeah. the most I ever got was 17. You know, it's like it's you never know. So, yeah. Are you? Are we still playing Warzone? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm trying to hook up to the internet right now, but the hotel always fucks around with me. These TVs, it's a fucking mess. I, every every time I come here to do this, it's always a fucking headache. Like you can't turn the volume down, and it's it's just fucking. It's annoying as fuck. But we're working on it. I'm working on it right now. I I, I could imagine. I, out of our group of friends, we've been running the new MLB game. We've been running tournaments and that, and having a dude. Party. I li- you know what? I really like that game. I think that uh, Xbox did a great job uh, giving a free trial yeah. to everyone that has Xbox Live, and I got hooked on it. And it's actually- you got to get Game Pass. You get it for free, bro. Yeah, I know, but I don't play. I the only game I play is Warzone. Right, you know? but dude, if you but here's the thing with Game Pass, if you pay 15 bucks a month for it, it takes care of your Xbox Live and that shit. That way, if there's any good games, you're already set. And oh, I got the whole for, game for free. It pays for the Xbox Live, as yeah. Well. Okay, I didn't know yeah, that. that's yeah. why I got it because it I just pay that instead of getting the year thing. You pay that every month, and then if I want to get any of the games, you're gravy. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point. I, I didn't know that it paid for that too. I thought that was you had to pay for the live and the pass. No, well, we're over here dropping knowledge, bro. We're talking about Five Finger Death Punch <laughs> song stuff and how they make their songs. I'm putting you hip to the video game and offering you another chance to try to come back and get you a dub since I kicked your ass the last time Ooh, we played. that hurts. That hurts. Hey, man, I've gotten my ass kicked plenty, so I've got it coming. I mean, hell, I've played against past guests of the show, Kenny Cross, who hopefully we're going to be seeing him do his thing for XFC soon. That's another question for you. You know, have you gotten to keep up much with uh, – you know, a lot of the boom of the guys from Michigan that are really starting to come out because, I mean, with XFC coming back, I mean, we've got Bobby Nash is over here about to take their welterweight strap over here in Grand Rapids here soon. I mean, Kenny destroyed some kid from uh, Team Alpha Male before he blew his knee out. Then you got Brett Martin going in there and getting dubs. I mean, it's good to see Michigan really getting out there. So have you gotten to keep up too much with uh, any of the stuff coming back home? Yeah, dude, I, I follow uh, Michigan MMA probably more than I do Las Vegas MMA because, again, it's home. It's where I come from. 
Uh, I mean, honestly, what I'm going to have to say is I'm most impressed. Uh, Bobby Nash is fucking tough. He's a gamer, been in the UFC, you know, super tough. Ken, Kenny Cross, dude, we're talking about one of the most athletic guys I've ever met or trained with. But the most, the guy that I'm most impressed with out of Michigan right now is Brett Martin. I don't, I've never met him. I've never trained with him, but I mean, I've seen people post pictures and like, Oh, he's fighting this big guy. I was like, what the fuck? How's this guy undefeated? Like, and it's, and it's no shot at Brett. I don't know the guy. I've never talked to him. I've never met him in person, but I look at his physique and I'm like, Oh, this guy sucks. Then I watched him fight and I'm like, Holy shit, this guy can fucking bang. And you know, and again, I don't want to take a shot at him, but you know, I mean, I mean, he, he looks, he, he doesn't look as tough as he is. And he he's is got that Roy fight. Nelson build, bro. Yeah. He has the Roy Nelson build. I'm sure. He packs hammers in his hands. But overall, his grappling, his grappling is great for is, is yep. incredible. I really expect, and I hope he doesn't take this the wrong way because I have nothing but respect for the guy. Again, I've never met him, never talked to him, uh, but I really hope that he gets a chance on like contenders or gets a short notice call because man, I, I, he's doing some incredible things. So to fill you in a little bit on Brett Martin, so Brett has uh, had it. I mean, and that's the thing. Brett's already beaten guys that are in the UFC. Multiple that's exactly. Guys. That's what I'm saying. Like exactly. Parisian, he beat him. You know, he's beaten, you know, he's beaten multiple guys. And here's one for you. So did you see all the uh, crazy stuff with um, all the crazy stuff with that fight with uh, Fabricio Verdum for PFL? Uh, when he tapped, but he didn't tap or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the same guy that pulled that shit on Verdum uh, – Brett fought him for the LFA title and uh, won by disqualification because the guy landed was like 35 shots to the back of the head and kicked him in the balls three times or something like that. No way, really? Yeah, like, yeah, the the guy's got like a history of that kind of stuff. Like, it it was crazy because I didn't even realize it was that guy until Brett shared something. He's like, at what point does this guy start getting, you know, reprimanded for this shit? Because this kind of stuff keeps happening. You know, obviously the triangle choke was a little different, but when I saw that, I'm like, damn, this dude just stays like out here with this kind of shit. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I don't like that shit, man. I, you know, I'm, I'm a clean fighter. So when I see that shit, I don't like it, man. But, but back, back to Brett, dude, way to, I mean, way to persevere, man. You can kick the balls a couple times, hundred shots to the head, persevere, come out on top and keep doing his thing, man. I'm, I'm really excited to see where he goes. And, uh, you know, I, I hope to see him in the UFC. Yeah. All right. So with you, go ahead. Sorry, I I didn't hear. So here's what I was going to bring up. So with you being in Vegas, you're right in the epicenter of all this shit. So first of all, I want to ask, what are your thoughts on uh, all this YouTube boxing stuff? And when are we going to see you beat up a YouTuber? Dude, I'll fucking fight (laughs) you, those guys. Like, it's (laughs) it's boxing is so desperate for publicity that they're fighting youtubers it, it's 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 embarrassing it's the money they're making is not embarrassing obviously but like you look in the 90s 80s you look at like tyson holyfield muhammad ali these guys were the fucking epicenter of boxing who i can't even name more than three boxers active boxers right now uh you know i don't really consider floyd active uh because he's he, not He's fighting, you know, MMA fighters and, and YouTubers. But I think Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua. And that's about all I got. And Cl- Clarissa Shields, only because she's in the PFL. Yeah. Boxing is dying. MMA is taking over. You know, I think boxing is trying for their one last limb. And I think boxing is actually going to have a small comeback 
with the MMA guys going to boxing fighting YouTubers because guys like me and you are going to watch it every fucking time. <laughs> I know. And it fucking sucks because I don't want to watch it. But I have it's to like watch. the shit show, but you can't turn away, dude. I love when some other fight degenerate says it just like I do. Like, it sucks sometimes just being such a fan and have, having to watch this stuff because A, we got to cover it on the show, and B, there's always the curiosity in this shit. It, as much and, as and you, that's what you it hate is. to, like, have that part about it, it's the curiosity that is there. The, 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 shitty, the shitty part for me is these aren't ever going to be breakdown brawler fights. You know yep. what I mean? They're, Cause it's all, I mean, most of these guys are on fire. Logan Paul, Jake Paul. I mean, they might be okay, but they're, they're never going to be bloodied up pushing for more. And until I see them get pushed and they, and they push back, they don't have my respect, man. I, they have my respect for how much money they've made and what mm-hmm. they've made, you know, on YouTube. But as for like someone like me who is making $500 a fight, get my eyes swollen, bones broken, blood coming out, like fucking not being able to move off the couch for a week. Like those are fights. And as much as I respect them, those guys are showmans. Uh, They've put enough work in to have a, have a minor skill set. But you know what? If, if Tyro, if uh, Jake Paul beats Tyrone Woodley, he's, he's earned some of my respect. Yeah. That's, that's what, that's kind of where I'm at. I feel like this is the first legit one that you're really seeing. I mean, cause even with, even with the Floyd one, I mean, the weight difference was so crazy in that one. I feel like out of all the matchups we've seen thus far, that's probably going to be uh, the most, uh, what's the word, the most even fight out of all of them. But that brings up a good question of itself. With all this shit that Jake Paul has said uh, regarding like fighter pay and all those things, do you think that all this YouTube boxing stuff could eventually like help a little bit as far as to maybe even up the sides between MMA pay and like boxing pay and stuff. I don't No, I, I, I genuinely appreciate the push to pay fighters more, but until there's, cause I don't like the guy, but I actually do believe that he mean, he meant what he said with that. Cause it was hard to argue anything he said. Oh yeah. No, I mean, everything he's saying, it's pretty good, but here's the thing. Uh, let me try to. Uh, I need to I know. It, right so it can be politically correct and I don't get in trouble. I get you. Okay, let's say for me, for instance, hey, I want more money. Well, we're not going to pay you more. Well, guess what? I want fucking 100 grand to fight. Well, here's fucking Joe Schmo, amateur fighter that's tough, that's been making $500 or pro fighter that's making $500 a fight. He'll do it for five grand. Why, why pay more when guys will continue undercut all the other fighters? And you know what? I'm one of them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I hate to say it, but if they're like, hey, look, we're going to fill you in where you're going to take over some vet spot because he wants too much money. And I'm going to say, okay, we're going to pay you half what we're going to pay him, but at least you're going to get the fight. I'm going to say, okay, let's go. Yeah. And that's, and, and the undercutting, the fighters undercutting each other. What I mean, you have to, and ex- I don't know if I'm explaining this right. I think I am, but. Yeah, I get what you mean. There's always going to be a young, hungry guy that's willing to take that fight for less money than what maybe they should be getting paid for that fight. Exactly. Well, like look at Don Jones, Francis Nagano, he turned down ten million dollars because he thinks he wants more. Dana White's like, nope, done. You don't want to get paid yeah. ten million by negotiating it. So it is what it is. I mean, there was a there's a clear example of that last year when um, Kamaru fought Gilbert Burns. 
the, yeah. when when Masvidal ended up happening to step in on short notice, the whole thing of why that fight was booked in the first place is because Gilbert Burns was willing to take the fight for less money. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. it's a very common theme, and you're even talking somebody who has a very, very legitimate tenure in the UFC and Gilbert Burns still willing to take lesser money. I mean, it, it is what it is because in his circumstance, it's not lesser money to him, even though it's lesser money to the other guy. Sure. That's his, that's his way up to the top. And unfortunately, in a capitalist world that we all live in, it, that's the nature of the business. I mean, you've got to work your way to the top, and that's how you do it, is undercutting some people sometimes. You know? and, and, and I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just, I mean, you got hey, you got to put food on the table at the end of the day. Yep. You know, 100 yep. grand to you uh, might not be a lot of money, but 100 grand to me changes my life. You know what yep. I mean? Shit. Let me get my shot at a hundred grand, homie. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> Shit, uh, I don't know about you, Corey, but I mean, oh, hell, I my part of the Wii was like hand scanning and throwing packages. I had to scan well over two hundred packages in the last thirty minutes before I left work. So I would gladly take a hundred grand payday and walk into the post office and say "fuck y'all" tomorrow, but I can't do that. Hey, at least you have <laughs> benefits, though benefits right. hey i very much appreciate those benefits i give you that they do give me good benefits so thank you u.s government for one thing <laughs> <laughs> all right well since you brought it up i want to get your thoughts especially with her from being from detroit yeah. what are your thoughts so far on clarissa shields and uh what were your thoughts on her opening performance in mma and what do you think about what we're hearing about she's already getting ready to step back in the cage on short notice uh, you know what? I, as much, I respect Clarissa Shields a lot. She has went above and beyond in the transition uh, from boxing to to MMA. Um, you know, I wish her the best. I don't see her having a very successful career, though. And you know what? The best thing I like, you know, what really I like about Clarissa Shields is she's honest with the public. She doesn't come in there and you know she 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 said in her interview after her fight when she fought Brittany Elkin that. MMA is way harder than boxing. The training is way harder. There's so much more you have to know. There's so I just think, you know, unfortunately for her, although she's so far ahead of every woman she's going to fight in boxing, that's only one aspect. You know, her, her kicks, you know, I've seen a couple of videos, and again, this is not a shot at her. And I'm not going to say they're bad, but they're inexperienced. And that's the mm-hmm. way I'm going to do it. She's still got a ways to learn as far as the MMA game goes. Nothing wrong with but saying that. There's, like, for instance, you take a college wrestler and throw him in a cage. You know, he's, he's going to, I mean, look at me, for instance, it was, I, I wrestled in college and I was winning MMA fights with wrestling, but I, I would never, I didn't knock anybody out until I got with Kara Rowe. You know what I mean? Like I never hurt anybody on the feet until I got with Kara Rowe. It took me 10 years to develop my, my, my boxing and jujitsu to where it is now. She's jumping in with just boxing. She's trained for, let's say six months. I mean, I just think she's too far behind the curb. Uh, Brittany Elkin. Uh, the girl, she I think that's her name, right? Brittany Elkin? Yep. I believe so. Yeah, I, I mean, so. I'm going to yep. say that Brittany Elkin is terrible. Like, she is uh, the bottom. Like, and, and again, she's one in five out of her. I think her overall record's three and five. She's yeah, she was three and six. The only thing she had going for her is she's a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. Exactly. And she, and she couldn't sub Clarissa Shields. So, you know, again, no shot at Brittany by knees. I don't know her personally, and I hate talking about people I don't know. I don't want any of them to see this and be like, oh, fuck Justin James. It isn't, it's not like that. I'm sure she's a great person. I'm sure she's a great practitioner. But here's the thing for Clarissa is Brittany is not a world beater. She's not, uh, who's that? She's chick? not the top of the food chain. She's yeah, not, not uh, Kayla Harrison. 
Yeah, exactly. She's not no means. Kayla Harrison finishes Clarissa, I think, within three minutes and maybe two minutes. Um, you know, and uh, like I said, I I was really ho- I I mean, the PFL did a great job matching Clarissa up to give her that experience of getting in the cage against a grappler. But I mean, Brit, Brit, Brittany is, is 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 an amateur level fighter, and uh, you know, and you know what? The only re- and, and she won the first round and the second round, and yeah. third round. There's no reason she should have lost that fight besides she gassed out. And uh, it was actually painful to watch to see how, how much she gassed out when I really didn't think she did much. But teach their own. You know, it's, yeah, I, I've been in spots where I, I, I'm gassed, so I, I, it's out of her. I don't, I don't mean to make it sound like that. Yeah, no, I, dude, it, it is what it is. I kind of agree with your analysis, though, for the most part. I, I think that she, I think she could have a future. I don't necessarily think it's like title implications or anything like that. She got to see where she really lacked. I mean, obviously, she knew she lacked in the ground game and the takedown defense, but she got to feel it in the fight. Sure. You know, and I I hope for the – I really do hope the best for her beyond just the fact she's from Michigan, from Flint, championship in boxing, the fact that she's taking it serious. She went down to Jackson Wayne. She's she's doing everything she can to try to improve these skills. That's oh, That's what I give her. And I don't want to. I don't want this to sound like I'm talking bad about her because it's mm-hmm. not. I just feel she's just too far behind the curve right now. That's like yeah. me, for instance. If, if today it's like, all right, I want to become a, a world champion in Greco-Roman wrestling and go to the Olympics, like you'd be like, what the fuck? I have freestyle. I have free. I have wrestling experience. I have freestyle and folk style wrestling and avid twenty over twenty years, but I can't yeah. go to Greco-Roman and I, I don't fucking know how to wrestle Greco. You know what I mean? It's boxing to tie or boxing to Muay Thai. Like you just, it's just different. And, uh, everything is different. And unfortunately for her, um, you know, I did, I, you know, I, I hope she does well. She's a Michigan chick Flint. It's only an hour away from where I live. I'm going to watch every time she fights. I'm going to root yeah. for her. I'm going to bet on her. Unfortunately, I just feel she's a little too far behind the curve. Yeah. One, one last note on that. The best thing I can say for her, she didn't give up on herself. She did get put in some very, very compromising positions, and she never, not once, looked like she was willing to just give up on herself. So that's one uh, thing I can't very much say positive. Well, let's talk about, uh, for one more second, we're talking about a world champion boxer. Mm-hmm. She has all the heart. She has all the tools. She has all the athleticism. Her, her physicality is great. She's strong. She's big. She cracks. But and she's got that killer instinct. She has yep. the killer this girl could go far. I think personally that if she took two years off combat sports and just trained hard for two years, like competing in combat sports, I think she could do really well, but she's only trained for six months and it's just, I think she's just too far behind. Yeah, I, I agree. Like I, 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 I mean, there's nothing wrong with any of that. I'm excited to see where she goes just purely for the fact that, like you said, there's two things that intrigue me about it. Number one, obviously I'm a little biased with her being from Michigan, but I am excited for it purely in the fact that she took the challenge because there was nothing left for her. I mean, she could have easily stayed in boxing and then just beat up whoever it is they threw in the ring with her and there wouldn't have been nobody that would have fucked with her. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I agree with you. And that's going to be her payday, I believe. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, I, that's why, to me, it's just interesting because to say, all right, I've already conquered everything here, and I'm not getting the respect that I should as a world champion because, let's face it, 
And it's sad to say because it was like that in MMA and probably still is in a lot of ways too. I mean, female fighters never have been put on the same level or pedestal as male fighters are. And that's, and that's, that's a fact. And you got arguably the greatest female fighter of all time outside of what Layla Ali in boxing, you know, I mean, and it's a crazy thought to think that she feels as though for me to cement my legacy, I need to go over to MMA to prove that I'm the best. But then again, that also shows the cojones that you got. You're already the queen, the queen bee over there in boxing. And you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go into sport. I ain't never done before. And then to go in there. And even like you said, Corey, to do that, um, you know, admit some uh, adversity and getting put on the ground like that to come back and finish the girl. I mean, kudos to her, but it is what it is. Uh, hey, I got to take a second break guys. I've been chugging water. I got pissed real quick. Hold on one second. <laughs> While Justin takes care of what he's got, what do you got, Corey? I was going to ask you, uh, were you able to watch, watch last week's PFL uh, event? No, I, I didn't. Wanted to, I wanted to get your thoughts on the Rory McDonald, uh, Gleison. I saw, I saw, I saw what happened with that, and I saw the highlights of it. And uh, in my opinion, this further, uh, this further, this further puts out what I've already like. I've said for years. MMA judging, bro. Holy shit. And think of it this way. Think of it in, think of it in an even bigger uh scope. For those of you who are just joining the screen, uh Justin is drained in the mainstream. The man's getting ready for his uh weight cut over here and so he will be back with us shortly. That being said, I mean, damn, think about that for PFL. You had Anthony Pettis go in there and lose. Yeah. Then you had the all the crazy stuff that we already talked about with Verdum. Then you got Rory McDonald goes in there and wins and then gets screwed on a on a decision. But luckily for them, because he won the way he did in his first fight, he's already going to go to the final. So, I mean, dude, that's because I mean, if that if that wasn't the case, that would have been very unfortunate, not only for Rory McDonald, not only for the Canadian MMA fans that are out there, but for for what's right in the world. It would have been wrong, man. I watched that fight. I mean, granted, I was casually watching it, especially once it kind of had started to play out the way it was. But it was very, very clearly a Rory McDonald decision win, in my in my opinion. I mean, I'm with you on that too, Justin. Before I get your final thoughts on your fights, did you get to see? Uh, did you get to see what happened with the? Yeah. So, did you see what happened with the Rory McDonald stuff, and what did you think? You know, I- I saw a couple highlights of it uh, kind of here. I don't want to give an opinion because I haven't watched it from everyone that I've seen. It was, it, it, it was a, a total robbery. Uh, yeah. Fortunately for Rory, um, you know, in the PFL, I'm sure that they handled whatever problems there were. Uh, I'm very, very, also very fortunate. I get to train and see Ray Cepho on a daily basis. He's the president of the PFL. And let me tell you this, the things that they're doing in the PFL are incredible. I love the platform of the PFL. They are Agreed. taking MMA and making it a season. They're making it into an NFL season, an NBA season, an MLB season. For fighters, that's great. For the UFC, it's just all year round. You never know when you're going to fight. You don't have any off time. You know, so I love that. And these guys in the PFL are fucking tough. I get to train with those guys all the time, every week. And, dude, these all these guys that are in the PFL are just as good. That's the thing. Between the UFC, Bellator, and the PFL, I think, the, and, and Ryzen, and one, like, 
although UFC is the biggest name, it's the best company out there, you know, by brand, like all these guys can compete with each other. You know, UFC champions are going over to one and losing. Demetrius Johnson lost. Yep. And I, I don't mean a close decision. I'm talking iced. Sage Northcutt, iced. Eddie Alvarez, iced. Like, we're talking about fucking super tough guys around the world that have went to the UFC, these other organizations, and they've had success in the UFC and they're losing. So, anyways, back back to the Rory McDonald thing. Um, Rory McDonald, I'm really glad. I was about to put $500 on Rory. He was like plus five or like <laughs> 500 and I was like, oh, man, that's that's an easy lock for all my uh, parlays. And I, and I couldn't get it in in time. And I saw afterwards, like, wow, that's the way I fucking roll. Like, a, a <laughs> minus 500 favorite loses by split decision, you know. So, I, I mean, I was fortunate, you know. I think Rory will bounce back he's in the playoffs. He's, yeah. he's, still, he's still the best fighter in that division uh, in the PFL right now, I think. Uh, but don't sleep on those other, those other three people because I think it's going yeah. down to the damn bracket now. Yeah, Ray Cooper hey, is somebody not only in past seasons but in this current season to watch out for. He's he's wait, wait, is, well, is Ray Cooper welterweight? I, I believe so. I believe there's yes. middleweight. But you know what? He is welterweight because he beat Jake Shields in the PFL. Yep. Yeah, dude, I didn't even think about that. Wow, that is going to be an incredible fight. And he had a hell of a performance in his last fight too, dude. So I mean, that's not about that. Fuck. You know what? That's going to be a this, banger. This is what worries me. Ray Cooper is going to be the, the the number one seed. Rory is going to be like the second or third. Oh man, how 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 much of a bummer will that be if Ray and Rory see each other in the first round of the playoffs? That would just be terrible. Yeah, yeah, Wait, get, yeah. Wait, that would because these guys are going to beat the fuck out of each other. Yeah. You're oh yeah, wrong. dude, that's going to be a banger. Rory knows that too. Like I think everybody in that tournament knows fighting Ray Cooper is probably going to be the most grimy fight out of the matchups that you can have. And that brings us up to the matchup that you've got this weekend. I know you're getting ready to play some Xbox here, so I'm going to let you get out of here. But before no, I, I let you go, go ahead. I don't know who won. Don't tell me. What oh. I wasn't tell. I wasn't telling you who won nothing. I was just saying, man, I was going to let you get to uh, get to the Xbox and all that good stuff. Before I let you out of here, though, uh, here's my last one for you. Um, before I get to that, let everybody know, you know, any final thoughts you got for this weekend uh, with your fight against Charles Rosa. You know, I just want everyone to know and understand, you know, how, how I, I wish I had a better backstory. I, or I shouldn't say I wish I had a better. I wish people understood my backstory of starting MMA in 2007, working for thir- 14 years uh, to, to get, or 13 years to get to the UFC, all the sacrifice, you know, that I've made, it's all coming out Saturday. If I lose, I'm probably going to lose my job, and I should lose my job if I lose this fight. So, I, you know, I just want everyone to understand the emotion and all the energy being put into this fight. I'm laying it all out there. I'm, I, I'm, 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 go- I'm going out on my shield, win or lose, and, uh, you know, I just, at the end of the day, I just want my son to know that I did my best because as you guys know, uh, I moved out of Michigan in 2011 when my son was two years old, three years old. And I missed, you know, so much of him growing up, not saying that I don't see him because I see him all the time, but you know, unfortunately I wasn't there to help him with his homework and stuff. And not all those little things that I missed of him growing up. I re- I mean, that, that's my motivation. That's my fuel. That's, that's why I'm here. And, you know, I'm really trying to sneak him into the apex so he can be there live, win or lose, and can see all the hard work has paid off over the last 13 years. Yeah, as a as a father of two myself, I know every little moment, stuff like that, where you have to work and life gets in the way. 
all of that stuff's motivation to try to drive yourself to the top so you don't have to do that and you don't have to miss moments. So I completely understand that inspiration for sure. Absolutely. I mean, that's as good a place as any to cap it. Like I said, you definitely want to check that out this Saturday. And like I said, come August, okay, I'm coming to Vegas for SummerSlam with the homie Mega Ran, and somehow, whether it's coming to Extreme Couture and getting some work in or whatever, we got to link up. I haven't been to Vegas since I was 16, damn it. So I need to have a good time. It's going to be a hell of a weekend. I'm flying into Nashville. My sister's getting married. I got to stand up in her wedding. As soon as the wedding's over, we're getting on a plane at 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm flying my ass to Vegas for SummerSlam, and we're going to check out this UFO stadium over there at the uh, Raiders Stadium for uh, WWE SummerSlam. So, dude, I'm coming to Vegas, and uh, we definitely have to find some shit to get into because I'll be down there with the homie Mega Ran, and who knows who we'll run into. Last time we were out for one of these shows, we were out with Swerve Scott from WWE and whoever the hell else. Hell yeah. Well, hey, you know, I'm down, and I'm down to clown, and if we're looking to get into some trouble, we don't have to look far, so we'll figure it out. Hell yeah. Well, all the more reason, one more time for the cheap seats, hit that damn subscribe button because, you know, we've got a thing for doing these vlogs when I go to these different places. You know, we did when we went to L.A. Uh, for GCW, and I rode down to San Diego, putting the Mustang up 110 down to San Diego to go see Miles. We had uh, shit from WrestleMania, and who the hell knows what's going to happen when I go down to Vegas. So like I said, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm really looking forward to seeing you get this dub this Saturday at UFC Vegas 30, man. I appreciate Corey. I think that's a good enough spot to end it. What do you think, man? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And you know, you got two supporters over here and you got a lot more from the lovely state of Michigan over here rooting for you. So we can't wait to see you perform on Saturday. Guys. Thank you so much. Hey, man, I appreciate it. And until next time and in the in-between time, like I said, YouTube ain't the only place you can find us. You can find us on Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Hell, and the hundred of you guys that downloaded last week's show from France, I fucking appreciate you. Wee wee. Until next time and in the in-between time, peace.